Welcome to Bible. I'm Mr. Swindoll. This episode is on John 10, 22-42. In the previous episode, we heard Jesus say some of the most unambiguous statements about His authority and His care for everyone who believes in Him. To the knowledgeable Bible scholar listening to Jesus, you might say it was unmistakable to what He was saying, given the references and images and prophecies he was attaching to himself in these sermons, these teachings. However, there are a couple indications in the text that the Jewish leaders actually did not understand Jesus. John 10.6 says, This figure of speech, Jesus being the shepherd, the door of the sheep, Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. And verse 19 says, There is a division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said, he has a demon. He's insane. Why listen to him? But others said, these are not the words of one who's oppressed by a demon. And can a demon open the eyes of the blind? So they're not all blind to the truth. You can even hear the voice of reason within those Jewish leaders. Demonically possessed people don't talk like this or act like this. Can we really legitimately dismiss Jesus' words and works with such a lazy response like that? There have been several moments in this book where you hear that same voice of reason within the crowds. In John 7, the people are taken aback by Jesus' words. And some of them say, Can it be that the authorities really know that this is the Christ? Others say, When the Christ comes, will he do more signs than this man has done? But what are the Pharisees saying? Have you all been deceived? None of the authorities or the Pharisees have believed in him. You people don't know anything about the law. You're accursed. We're disciples of Moses. Jesus and his followers, well, they're against Moses. They can't deny the works and the miracles of Jesus, nor can they really even refute Jesus' teachings in a debate. So what else can they do with him? What else is left? All that's left is name-calling and brute force. They say Jesus is possessed. They call him a Samaritan, born from sin. They say he's not a follower of Moses or Abraham. On top of all of that, they threaten that if anyone else says that Jesus is the Messiah, they'll be banished from the synagogue. In other words, if it's a fair fight, the Pharisees realize they have no chance. So they'll cheat. They'll be unfair in their assessment of Jesus. They'll be irrational. They'll deny the obvious even. So they say to Jesus in verse 24, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. In other words, they're saying, just tell us already. Are you the Christ or not? Why do they deny the obvious, though? Could it be that they really don't have enough evidence to profess Jesus as the Messiah? Did he really not say or do enough to show them that he is who he says he is? Was he even saying that he is the Messiah in the first place? Well, to their demand for evidence, Jesus says this, which he also says in his own different ways in John 5 and John 7. But in John 10, he says this, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. In other words, Jesus is saying, not only have I made it clear with my words, I've told you, I've proved my own words with my actions, including miracles. So they don't lack evidence or eyewitness testimony or even personal explanation from Jesus, or even a lack of knowledge of the Bible themselves. 
Is the evidence really the issue of unbelief? What's really at the heart of the problem of unbelief? And I do intend the pun. That's the issue. The heart. The human heart is the issue. And this is what Jesus has been saying all along is the real issue. John 2, 23-25 Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many believed in his name when they saw the signs that he was doing. But Jesus on his part did not entrust himself to them because he knew all people. He needed no one to bear witness about man for he himself knew what was in man. John 3, 3 Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. John 3, 5. Unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. John 3, 20. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his work should be exposed. John 5, 38. And you do not have his word abiding in you, for you do not believe the one whom he has sent. John 5, 42 through 44. But I know that you do not have the love of God within you. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. How can you believe when you see glory from one another, and do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? John six twenty six. You are seeking me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. John 35 through 36, chapter 6. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said that to you, that you have seen me, and yet you do not believe. John 6:45. It's written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. John 7:7. 7, 7. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me, because I testify about it that its works are evil. John 7:19. Has not Moses given you the law? Yet none of you keeps the law. Why do you seek to kill me? John 8:19. Jesus answers, You know neither me nor my Father. If you knew me, you would know my Father also. John 8, 31-32 If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. John eight thirty seven. I know that you're the offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me, because my word finds no place in you. John eight forty two through 43 If God were your Father, you would love me. For I came from God, and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he who sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It's because you cannot bear to hear my word. John eight forty six through 47 Which of you convicts me of sin? If I tell you the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. And now, in today's text... Verses 26 through 27. You do not believe me because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. God's sheep are those who realize this spiritual issue in their hearts. Humans in their sinful nature naturally reject Jesus, and they don't reject him because they lack evidence about him primarily. The primary issue of unbelief is our spiritual condition. We cannot understand, cannot accept the things of the kingdom of God without a spiritual transformation, without a spiritual new beginning. We cannot, will not see the kingdom of God or enter the kingdom of God. Theologians call this act that must happen regeneration. It takes a miracle for this new genesis 
to happen. So when we are struggling with unbelief in our own hearts or other people in our lives, we pray to the only one that can change the hearts of sinful men, such as ourselves. We pray for the miracle of the new birth from God. God, make me yours. I want to belong to Jesus. I don't want to be his enemy. I want him to be my friend. I want Jesus, the shepherd, priest, king, to take care of me. I want him to be my Lord. I know what he says is true. I don't want to deny the undeniable anymore. I don't want to stay in darkness all of my life. I don't want to hate the light anymore. Psalm 25, 8 through 15 promises this. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. Who is the man who fears the Lord? Him will the Lord instruct in the way that he should choose. His soul shall abide in well-being, and his offspring shall inherit the land. The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he makes known to them his covenant. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. Being born again into God's kingdom comes with that humble realization that you're outside in the first place, but you don't stay in darkness anymore. Come to the light so that it may be clearly seen that this work has been carried out in God. That's all for now. Ciao. Bendiciones.